0: Welcome to Absolutely Right, the very first graphology-based podcast show. And I must say, this is our 125th episode. This journey was long, it was precarious, and we had so many ups and downs. But today, we decided to dedicate this particular episode to all our listeners, specifically because we wouldn't have been here without your love, your trust, and your experimental attitude when it comes to graphology. So thank you so much for trying handwriting analysis, for giving, you know, all these new things that I keep talking about a chance in your life and getting back to us. So we have some of our really, really interesting listeners today. And, you know, recently we had this initiative, which was social initiative for anti-anxiety in the challenging times that we are in and all of them were participants also on that initiative so we're going to dive in they're going to join us and I'm going to talk about uh, their handwriting and they're going to analyze one another and through the process you're going to analyze yourself and learn a lot about yourself so here we are let me just get them on board hi everyone hi how are you doing how is it going I'm so excited to see you I can't tell you so are we
1: All good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please take a moment to introduce yourself so that we can start our conversation with your handwriting. I'm Rekha Hira. I live in Chennai and uh, I have done this uh, journaling workshop last year and I'm doing it this year too. And I have been in the publishing and distribution of books uh, business basically but right now in the last three years I've been uh, more like a caregiver to my mother and trying various things. I want to do all kind of things and I'm putting my head into everything to see just to make life more interesting Interesting. and uh, yeah and uh, to get rid of this terrible anxiety which is looming large. Yeah I'm just happy to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome.
3: Hey everyone I'm Pramod Brafulchan. Currently I live in Hyderabad. Uh, by profession or by education, I've been an uh, information technology risk consultant. Did that for 16 years. Incidentally, today happens to be the day three years ago when I quit my full-time job. Uh, it took me a couple of years to figure out what I want to do. And over the last year or so, I've uh, come to calling myself a wholeness partner, which is essentially a way of me supporting people to identify address and resolve known and unknown issues in the mind and body. Uh, I do this through various techniques or modalities I've learned, and also some of the self developed ones. Uh, The primary one I use is called Access Consciousness. um, And I've been certified in that for about six years in different aspects. So that's about what I do. And as an interest, I'm a marathoner. I haven't done a full marathon yet, but uh, Several half marathons, 10Ks and a sole three-fourth marathon in Chennai about three years ago.
0: Several? So like how many of them promote?
3: Close to 50, 52 I think is the numbers ah, I have. <laughs> total of those. Uh, and apart from that, the thing I really enjoy uh, other than these things are to mix drinks. So I like bartending. Uh, I'm like a home bartender and uh, I like dancing. So learning dancing actually, free-flowing. Lovely.
4: Hi everyone. My name is uh, Fady Cruz. I uh, I am an identical twin, so there's another human being who looks just like oh. me. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, a prof- my profession is uh, I'm a copywriter, a senior copywriter at a digital ad agency here in Bombay itself. I live in Bombay and I work here too. And um, I have been uh, I have been in this profession for about four and a half years now, so uh, it's pretty much getting a hang of advertising and like so uh, being a copywriter now for about four and a half years i think that i'm you know kind of getting a hang of advertising and dealing with the anxiety of, that comes with the job of course. so um and that's the something deadlines. that i've been uh, yeah the deadlines and the pressure and all of it so that's something i have been uh, trying to deal with and learning about this tool has kind of helped me and i it, it actually gives me a gives me some it equips me in a way i think to deal with uh, future anxiety that may come up again So that's a little on my profession front and um, on a more personal front, I think uh, one of my most favorite hobbies is to write and I've actually cultivated a habit of like creative writing and writing poetry. So I have an Instagram blog and I keep posting uh, uh, poetry on like different subjects, sometimes it's current affairs, sometimes it's love and friendship, sometimes it's anxiety i remember that uh, in i think last october when there was this inktober challenge going on right. i think every year they have the challenge so a friend of mine who's an artist the two of us collaborated to do uh, one piece every day so she would do she would do an artwork and i would write something on it and because october is also mental health awareness month
1: right.
4: uh, we thought of you know writing about topics on uh, mental health so Amazing. that month, or oh, yeah, that month, that whole month was also like a learning process for the two of us because although we know surface level a little bit about mental health conditions and uh, and trying to keep your mental uh, health sane, <laughs> uh, it was a, a little more in depth uh, knowledge to kind of learn about that. And uh, regarding this uh, the twenty one day uh, program, I think I was introduced to it at the very right time because I that same morning I had a literal breakdown while working out and i was like it was something to do with work and i got in touch with a friend of mine at work and she happened to have this whatsapp forward and she sent it to me and uh, i i think i logged in at like 4:20, where half the session of day three or four was done but i was like okay i can try this out let me try this out oh, nice. yeah and i stuck to it for 21 days and i think yeah it's helped. Yay! that's so mm-hmm. cool
1: so, hi Aditi, I'm so happy to be in this, uh, you said the very first kind of program which you're having. It's, it's really, uh, so let me just start with a little story that how I came to know about this apology is uh, every morning when I'm having my cup of tea and you open your phone, there are so many WhatsApp because you're part of so many different groups, you know. So, I just happened to come across this workshop. I was wondering, but the writer with it, the word anxiety, I think caught and it said 21 days workshop, why don't you try? I said, okay, I've been always uh, doing this yoga workshops or uh, some dance workshops, something similar. I said, why not this uh, workshop? And I knew, I don't know a thing about graphology. I've never heard a word about it. And it was so interesting when you started the first day, it was like as if, you know, somebody next door is talking to you and you talk on such common subjects, but I think each of us resonate in our own ways. Uh, it, it, it reflects very differently. I mean, maybe the age and the phases of the life that we are going through. So it was so interesting. And I I made sure all my friends also do it. Initially, they were a little hesitant, but I think I've managed to open these kind <laughs> of and please do. And now we all, then, it's, it became like a night routine. Okay, what did, what question did you write? Okay, could you write this? Could you wow. write this? You know. Yeah, it, it was a discussion. You know, our topics yeah. like instead of, rather than just forwarding jokes, we were talking a lot on this stuff. Oh my God. Had,
0: uh, this is like dream It was dream very irony. interesting. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> it was very
1: interesting. You know, and a little about myself. Well, I stay in Adheri, Mumbai. I... Uh, I've been a housewife for a long time and then once my kids grew up and my hobby became my profession. I was always interested in cooking. Um, So whenever I used to go to parties, I've never gone empty-handed. So I used to always carry a dip. Believe me, sincerely, my work started like that. And somebody just, one of my friends, you know, who's again doing your thing, she said, why don't you just start, you know, why don't you start giving it to stores? And I started making dips and the sauces. I, have a, I had another partner. We worked together for years doing this dips and sauces. And then she moved away to start the Angel Express branch in Anheri. Uh, but that is Yari, not because very has a lot of branches. So Angel Express, uh, maybe people of Mumbai might be aware of. But for other people, uh, it's an NGO where we teach uh, the children uh, English and mathematics the fundamental So I feel, you know, this kind of a grapho, uh, graphology, if we can even teach those children, because they must be going through what kind oh, of anxiety. True, true. You know, They can't even express, like, you know, at least the children who are educated in better schools, they can tell, okay, you know, I'm getting worried about my future. Especially children who are in 12th standard. Like I suggested my friend's daughter who's 12th right now and the exams have been withheld. She's doing your... Uh, Stroke every day, and she's finding herself. Like she's really finding a lot of change in her. Like so, I really hope that we open our centers soon, and Aditi must come. But I would love to teach those children and talk to them. Like how can they come over there? And it, and it is it is so simple. Like you know the oh, so you, way you explain, it's so simple.
0: You no, 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 I would love like, to do. I have attended some of the events organized by Angel Express, and I know the amazing work you guys do. So I'm in whenever the the center starts again. I'm yeah, I hope there. so. Definit, yes definitely so let's get to our conversation today thank you so much again everybody for being here now you all have each others handwriting sample okay so we're going to begin the conversation by each of you asking one question to me based on your writing i can comment about it so you can ask
1: absolutely anything so aditi i have a question mm-hmm. um i'm very judgmental by nature you know i whenever i look at somebody and have to, spoken about it in, in your uh, twenty one days workshop. Uh, also, I look at people, I look at their homes. I immediately form opinion, you know, and uh, and then my, my my mind my work my mind starts from there. Like okay, this is this, and I put the together, and and somewhere down my heart, I know this is not right. What is the book? We don't judge the book by its cover. That also I understand, but. It is very difficult to break this pattern of mine, you know. And sometimes, um, my friends understand I am very <laughs> rude and blunt, and immediately I'll say something. You know? yeah. uh, this is one part of my personality. So just hold
0: on to this. I'm going to answer this question right away. Everybody, let's look at Malini's handwriting. Now, if you look at the way she forms her letter M, lowercase M, these letters are very pointed. There are like these little points on top of the M letters. Now, they talk about extreme acute observation. So wherever you go, if you find things being off, things being dirty, dusty, the the alignment being off of the picture frames in hotel lobbies, you notice it. Now, the point is the observational skill we cannot change. This is the way you process information. This is the way you take in data. So if people, the way they dress up, you will really Uh, observe the minute detailing and that's what makes you creative that makes you intelligent in your own field and you can find the gaps now the point of judgment is about so if you can see different shades of yellow that's a gift because very few people can see that mostly people are like oh this is yellow this is black and that's the difference but then there are people who go in those minute details and they can you know know the variation that is your gift the practice that you're talking about is whether i should judge it or not So you can say yellow is a bright thing. Yellow people are, you know, the people who wear yellow are like really a show off. You can come up with explanations like that. Or you can say they're happy people. They they just want to be enthusiastic about life. Now, both of these are your opinions about what yellow represents. What you're trying to stop is your observation. But no matter what you try, Malini, that's not happening. That is like the inner wiring. That's not going anywhere. So what you've got to do is you observe But the the judgment of good and bad every time you observe is the work that you have to look at. But right now what you're doing, the struggle, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking like that. I shouldn't be judging people. So you are trying to cut off your observations. That's not happening. So don't even try. That struggle will not help you at all. At the point that will come handy, equip people to deal with your... Uh, witty comments because when you genuinely have something really off you come up with real sarcastic comments and I'm very sure about it because look at her letter t can you see the horizontal line flying off like the horizontal line is not almost touching the t it is on the right side that talks about somebody is very very impatient in her case the impatience is also supported with her wit and her way of being sarcastic so I'm sure the friends who understand that kind of humor they enjoy your company a lot,
1: is it? Yeah, yeah. My friends definitely enjoy. Sure, I, I do have my own comments. <laughs> I don't, I don't.
0: Faye, do you have a question?
4: Yeah. Uh, so actually, I was just thinking about this whole thing, you know, uh, your last session was about flow and being in the zone uh when and how that in itself is meditative to uh people now i've always considered myself to be a creative person and that's why i wanted to get into uh creative uh the creative right. departments in advertising so i just wanted to know if like you know someone in, in handwriting is it like an inherent quality or is that something that could never show in handwriting or it does uh, you know it does, and I, I, I should yeah. tell you this, okay?
0: Now, be ready for this. Now, everybody look at phase handwriting. It's absolutely disconnected. So, every letter mm. is independently written, and you may wonder, like, how is it even possible? Like, you know, we are forced to write in the connected style, the cursive style, but she has managed to disconnect each letter. That comes from, one, extreme creativity. Second, intuition. Third, disorganization. <laughs> Fourth the the whole chaos in which you thrive at the last moment. So when when the pressure builds is where your flow starts, and you're like, "Can it possible for this flow to start three hours prior to my deadline?" But it doesn't happen, and it always starts at the last minute, and just becomes this overflow. And then people are like, "Why couldn't you think of these ideas like last, like you know, last week, and we could have worked on it so much?" So the key for this phase is push yourself into a situation. Every now and then. So for example, when we were doing this 21 day challenge, we literally had, I heard the story from uh, one of the listeners and she said, I watched your Friday episode and you taught that S-stroke. I tried it and I tried it with my father. Both of us were COVID positive and it helped me calm down. And I was so moved. I just couldn't believe that S-stroke could do that. I and I had heard this these stories, but I don't know. You know, sometimes you have this moment where the penny drops. That was my penny drop moment. So I jumped in and I told my team that we got to start the 21 day again. And they're like, "When?" I'm like, "Within two days." And they're like, "What? Two days? Like we need time to talk about it." All of that happened. I'm like, "No, I just know we got to start in two days." So obviously we worked very hard for those two days, and you know, to say, tell people about it, to all of this to happen, and then you just jump in. So when you push yourself on off the cliff. You know you have the wings to fly but we do not push ourselves off and we keep waiting for the right time and for disconnected writers anybody who's in creative field with disconnected writing you got to create this pushing mechanism so when you narrated the story where you had a challenge with your friend to create every
4: single day do
0: you agree that your creativity was much higher yeah
4: i yeah. was shocked at my ability to write something every day so do not know? wait for
0: inspirations push yourself so simplest thing is announce it publicly that you're going to do it and
4: eventually your body your mind will push you into that that whole field i'm actually quite surprised that you mentioned intuition because this is something that i have only discovered about myself like last year and i really wanted to like study it further so i began to read a lot of books about intuition and uh, my friends have always told me i've got like really unnatural observation skills so uh, it, and like being able to deduce something from those observation skills and having it then validated as correct. So you know, uh, I'm I'm pretty surprised that you can tell that from handwriting. <laughs> so, oh yes, of course.
0: Yeah. Now we're just getting started. You'll just see what all will come out. It is unbelievable. I get surprised by the information it gives away. Pretty much after looking at each handwriting sample. So like, I think tighten your seat belt. This is the time. <laughs> <laughs> Rick over
2: to you. What questions do you have? Yeah. Uh, First of all, I didn't even tell you all how it helped me last year. It was just like, as uh, Malini put it, it's like the person next to you, knowing what you're actually going through, all each and every question I treasured, because I really felt... I've not, never asked myself those questions and it was so important to do that. So I did it for 42 days, went off my sleeping pills and then I uh, did the question a month. I think then I started slowing down for whatever reason. And the question a month also was very good because you could, the same thing is like really stirring the pot as you say, and then you come out with different things. And then this year I said, gosh, I need to do it again because I'm feeling anxious feeling worse, my mother's health is worse and that's when uh, I told Rashi you know I'm starting the old workshop again she said guess what we're doing the second one so I left that and I said I'm going to start this one and the best part was it actually to be at four o'clock with Aditi and then listen to all the questions and answers so, so I could do about nine, eight or nine and I realized I was not able to be there for so I'm going to continue to finish it anyhow you know so I have this question where very often I've uh, had to deal with emergencies whether it was my a- father whether so my brother and I always uh, felt I'm afraid but I took all the decisions in the family whether the person had to go on the ventilator like my father he told me one night before he passed away don't allow them to do anything to me and I was able to tell the uh, doctor that at the hospital literally lived in the hospital and then my uh, so I realized I always managed but always afraid that I cannot manage always afraid that I'm at home with my mother and we've decided to do palliative care for her and uh, you know but what if the uh, if the doctor believes that I will take the right decision the psychiatrist who it's who knows my family for about 10 years, says, I know you will take the right decision. You don't have to get scared. But why don't I believe that I can take the right decision? Okay. You know, so this fear, I think this fear of, uh, I don't know whether I'll be able to cope, but everyone tells me you've taken all the decisions and you've done it. So I right. have to learn to believe in my skill set and myself as Aditi says. Literally, so I, would say,
0: I would say that I think, let's look at your writing. Now, everybody look yeah. at the way Rekha places her tea bar. The horizontal line in the T is really at the top, like really, really yeah. at the top to a point it flies off in the air at times. Can you see that? Now, th- these two traits is a combination of an interesting behavioral pattern. Now, Rekha, from childhood or you know, throughout your your life, your standards are very, very high. People may walk up to you and say, "Oh my God, this is yeah. so cool and this is amazing, and your work is so good." And you look at it and you say, "I don't think so." Now, yeah. this is a byproduct. This is like the other challenge of having higher self-esteem: that one, you believe that I will always deserve the best, but at the same time, you believe the standards of this so-called best are so high that at times the life around people around do not match up with that, and thereby the the underlying thought that you live with is disappointment yeah. You feel very quickly disappointed in so many things not because the things are bad because your standards are very high
2: and I'm not so good at it or something like that. or
0: you constantly keep evaluating like you know that you know when you wrote uh, back in the day that the flow was like this and your writing of, was of that level now when you write instead of appreciating what you write the mind goes like but my standards were higher How can I say this is good? So the critical mind takes over and no matter how good you behave, no matter how great you are at decision-making, you absolutely discount it. Yes. And that is a challenge. So discounting yourself is a bigger challenge than actually the fear of making mistakes. You don't have that. You don't fear making mistakes. You just fear not being able to do the best possible thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, when, okay. I, when I articulate these things, it is not always about like, you know, saying one thing over the other, but mind functions differently. Yes. When I'm concerned about making mistakes, my, my mind functions in a very, very different manner. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm thinking about getting my standards at the best possible level, my mind is striving different. to get to the next level. And I always feel I lack this or I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? absolutely that is the feeling now i also yeah. showcased another trait there which where your handwriting the t bar is flying in the air can you see that the horizontal line is flying yeah. on the top yeah. Yeah. that talks about your standards become so high that you walk into a fantasy world And you keep imagining things to be, which do not exist. So, and and that is an escape mechanism. So it's not like it is a superlative stroke. It actually creates the escape mechanism. So if I can't deal with the pain, I imagine situations in a manner that I keep mentally preparing. So it is a reverse worry stroke. So in worry situation, people keep imagining the worst. In your case, you do not imagine the worst necessarily, but you keep living in the fantasy world. And that becomes a challenge to cope up with the existing issue because in the reality reality around you, you don't have all the things falling in place the way you have managed in your mind. Correct. That is the the cause here. Okay. Last thing, and I'm only sticking to T because there is so much of information to derive here. There's there's one particular T where you write O next to it and then you come back to cross the T. Can you see the T came back? After O, it came back to complete the T. That small reverse stroke yeah it's about self-criticism so when you think the standards are not met you become highly 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 self-critical giving rise to the the whole rigmarole and reprimanding conversation that you have within
3: first of all i want to again say thanks for the people doing this um so one thing of course when you did it last year i saw it and i never got started which to me seems like a pattern i have had all through my life which i've only been recognizing recently where i find something but then i think and overthink and overthink and then at some point i'll do it um incidentally for the rest of you and those who are going to listen uh, i had actually messaged aditi a few days before Kam uh lockdown 2.0 version started because i had this journaling thing that i started called morning pages about seven months ago and uh at some point, I think about a month and a half back or something, it just occurred to me in the middle of the night that I'm journaling this and Aditi does this for a living. and She's a professional and all of that. And I said, hey, what do you think about this? Sorry,
0: but Pramod, thanks sir, for remembering me, finally.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course, right? After three books, obviously, five-letter word Aditi popped up. It took that many months and, and 50 days. <laughs> So um, I just realized that everything that was happening uh, with all the journaling was good, but I didn't seem to be getting anything out of it. Um, And then so I messaged Aditi and I said, hey, look, I'm doing this. And I even sent her a photograph. I don't think it was worth analyzing. And if you did, Aditi, I'd be very proud of you. (laughs) I'd vouch for it. Um, Just so, so people who can see this right now, I don't think you can read this. This is why I call it Cyrillic.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm trained to analyze <laughs> illegible writing. So don't worry.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. So that was how bad it was. And I and incidentally I read the email just like I think faded. I read the email uh just before it started, and day one was already over. I was like, oops. And then so uh messaged her in a frantic state saying, Hey, I you know I want to do this, what do I do? And then she said, it'll come to you, just wait. So I was looking for the mail, looking for the mail, and I dozed off at night. The next morning, I sat down, I finished day one, and I got on live at day two. So I didn't even think I would sustain myself for the 21 days. But the good part about this was that the non-structured journaling, which I was doing over these six, seven months, I think, now doing this kind of structured guided journaling with a specific question, I realized there was such a vast difference. I mean, Uh, there i was just like kind of writing anything that came to me the moment i wake up i just sit down and write those three pages no matter what and here aditi's question was very focused and and what i loved was how she says put down only 15 minutes and finish that so i've noticed that this has also had its benefits for me um and it helping me focus and knowing that there's a timer going i want to get to the solution and the issue that is being that needs to be addressed so Amongst all of this, the best thing I loved, Aditi, was where uh, towards the latter part, you asked, did I give my best possible shot? So that the word possible was such a relief. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> good one. So that was like, that was like the... I'm
0: sorry to interrupt you, but Rekha, that's a great question for you. Because, you know, what you just spoke about, the best yeah. possible shot. Best is possible, really hard, hard.
2: absolutely. I must remember that always. And
3: Yeah, I know, it was... Uh, I think I did put it up on the live as well. Uh, yes, you, you mentioned it, I remember. It, it. It really was such a relief uh, to kind of say, okay, I know I have these standards and I criticize myself and I want to hold myself up to that. But the insertion of just that word, the best possible shot, possible. it was literally so like, wonderful. Yeah. yes, I did. I know I did. Then there's, of course, other steps you go to saying, bloody hell, I gave my best possible shot. Why didn't it still happen? You know, that dialogue starts off, but I'm sure I'll get there where I'll stop yeah. uh, indulging in that. Uh, and also the um, the facts acronym that you used, right, which is firm, authentic, calm, practical, um, and good. solution oriented. So that's it's still new to me. Um, I'm not sure how I'll use it, but at least knowing that something like this exists and working towards that. Uh, I think that's a good target to have.
0: I cannot tell you how happy I feel. Like, you know, it's like a, like a teacher and mother <laughs> feeling. that when you have your students saying the things that you really, really want, want them to say. Hear. Like, the right <laughs> answers. Amazing. <laughs> One of you, I just can't believe this.
2: Also, Aditi, I realize however depressed or down you feel, you feel or you felt, look, uh, thinking of uh, going to that question that day would make you feel better. You're feeling down, but I'm going to do my Kama Sutra. I'm going to do my S-stroke and I'm going to listen to the video, listening to the video itself and then answering. It was something to look forward to to tide over that depression or that anxious day you know no, I'm just gonna talk about this what what Pramos said you know
0: the journaling historically was about mm. writing your emotions Correct. writing what happened so either it was documenting or it was about writing what how you felt which is cathartic to begin with because so many people do not have ways of expressing their emotions yeah. or you know feeling conveyed so that technique definitely works if you do not have the graphotherapy part of it. And it works in its own sense. But when I discovered the power of solution-oriented questions, it's literally like using Google Doc. Go, sorry, Google search yes. engine. So you w- write a word and whatever you type in, your Google page will give you the best possible results for that. So when you type in, why am I feeling so horrible today? It gives you all the answers. But when you walk in with a solution-oriented question, it's like, if I'm feeling horrible today, so you've already accepted your feeling that way, What can I do to change it? Oh, that simple shift in the question, which suddenly became solution-oriented, takes away from your pressure of having to fix it or, or, you know, in a way indulging into why am I here? Because those are our stories. Those are our victim stories why we constantly keep repeating, right? You already think about it. Oh, I'm here because of this. That happened. This person could have been better. All these stories only build to your, your narrative. And to change the narrative, we have to do something. And obviously, the S stroke rides the the flow. I call it washing machine. So, washing machine, you know, whatever you put in, it cleans. And by the time you are on the other side, after you finish that one page, suddenly you're like, oh, I never thought about these solutions. What happened here? The washing machine happened. Nothing else.
3: Yeah. Um, in in any case, I think my three top episodes were the one about guilt and shame, um, self criticism, and the one that really touched me was paid forward. Um, so oh my I mean, haven't, I have haven't done this Say it
4: forward was my favorite. Yeah. How lovely. So, I must. In any case,
3: that. I think even when I journaled it that day, I decided at least one or two things that I'm going to be able to do in whatever way I can, right? So one thing I did feel good about is the fact that I'd been posting this as a story every day. Yes. Initially I was like, who, the, who would care and why would anybody look? But then I was like, you know, I'm just going to do this. And incidentally at different points, I don't know these people but they've picked it up from a Facebook story or an Instagram story. And they said, Hey, what is this? And then I write that stuff to them and each time when I send them the link, but I think so far at least five people have signed up and out of curiosity, I'm just asking them, Hey, did you, are you continuing the streak? Uh, so if they don't, then, I mean, I feel good that I am, but if they do, <laughs> then I'll be like, okay, how does it get even better? Right?
1: I, I, uh, that's, I
3: mean, yeah, I mean, that's on a lighter note, but I, I genuinely hope that people give it a shot at least for the 21 days yeah. because for me, that was a challenge doing anything for 21 days. Um, I mean, Aditi knows this history. When I did the Isha initial basic course, they talk about the mandala. And I, when I got into this, all the ones where I've been successful are where I didn't think about it. I just went in and then they revealed the terms and conditions. And I'm like, oh, shoot, these were those. Why didn't I read these? But they actually turned out to be good. So in this case, also, uh, I hope people give it that short of 21 days and then that's my commitment now that once i do 21 then i'll attempt the next 21
1: sure.
3: so i i do hope people do this and especially right now where most of us are going through the lockdown there's no better time to start
4: that's and, true, that's so true.
3: <laughs> and to uh to be the devil's advocate i'll say that for those people who are still thinking about it, you don't want a lockdown 3.0 to begin. No, so, definitely
2: not. Is- <laughs> of
3: course, of course. <laughs> so now, so, now is a good time as any to get started. So and- Pramod,
0: what is your question for me? It's
3: so actually three questions I had, but the main one was, is, is, is there a gap that I have between what I desire and actually have it? Mm-hmm. Um, and is, is there a is there an unknown fear or a, Self sabotage pattern that I have because I I think I have that somewhere, and more than anything else, uh, is there or is there something that I need to change in the way people see me, so I can be successful at what I'm doing, or get what I want?
0: So I'm gonna combine all these three questions. Okay, I'm gonna repeat yeah. them. So you said, is there any gap between what I desire and what I have? Second well, one was, how I is can have it, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything where I feel unknown fears and I self-sabotage myself? And third, can I be perceived in a different light for people to to see me, you know, like as more successful, more reliable, as I understand, right? Now, if I have to answer all three of them, I will only and only look at your signature. The signature where you have the stroke, you write your name, and then there is a stroke that goes over the signature, it literally yeah. covers it. It is like a, like a nice hood, hood that you create out of your yeah, that stroke. And there are multiple things about it. One, it goes from right side to the left side. So the stroke moves from right side to the left side, creating extreme amount of self-sabotage. So anybody who writes like that, and if they have a line in the signature or they're writing that, as I also spoke about, you know, Hira's T letter, that small line. So if that T letter was say five millimeters, your line, the hood line is almost say 15 millimeters in that sense. So imagine the amount of self-sabotage you create. You do not require any enemies, (laughs) (laughs) Pramod. You have you. You can stand in the mirror and be absolutely self-critical. You don't require enemies outside so that definitely is a challenging area for you to look at it now signatures in general talk about how people perceive you and handwritings talk about who you are now people when they hear this like what is this, this is like astrological concept is like the future predictive concept how can you talk about this no it's a complete psychological concept we all have our real personalities and you know how we change our tonality our behavior our expressions when we are in public Forget about public. Now we are on the Zoom call. You turn and you talk to somebody, you're a different person. You know, you'll be talking to your child, to your family members. And suddenly the Zoom camera comes on. We become all formal, sitting in the same space. We suddenly become this public image. Now this variation in your psychology, this characterization of one or two or three, or depending on how many public faces you have, we have these images that we carry around. Signature talks about that. Now, anybody who has a covering in their signature, they operate from having a curtain, a protective layer, a barrier beyond which they do not reveal themselves. So is
3: that my other signature you're referring to here?
0: Yes, yes. Okay. The one which has like the cover. Because that's
3: the one I've been predominantly using. The other the one you refer to was an old one, which happens to be in only one place. I think.
0: It doesn't matter. The fact that you have any signature as your signature, it takes a lot, right? Like designing a signature, is like choosing your wedding gown. You do it, you know, most people do it once in their life. And thereby they kind of work at it and the photograph should be good. So we have the subconscious process that goes in. Even if you have copied it from somebody, you say, oh, someone else gave me my signature. My mother insisted. Finally, you had so many occasions to change it. You did not. You stuck around with the signature that you created. And that talks about somewhere you represent yourself in that public image that, you know, (laughs) zoom camera coming on a moment is that whole person out there. So that's why public images and what you said was like, oh, do I really have it in me? And, you know, do I actually, do I have the capacity? That question, Pramod, nobody can answer because personality and human capacity is an ever growing concept. Whatever you tap in, you can change it. If you decide to build a strength, you decide to change some, you know, pick up a skill and work at it. It depends on how much are you willing to give yourself? How much are you willing to play that, that game? The very moment you decide that, I feel this is this is infinite. Anybody can pick up anything and they can, but there are rules. So if you're learning a particular skill, you have to learn it the way it should play. And once you start playing and tuning in, it just changes the game. So that becomes fascinating.
3: Great. So is there a first step I need to get started with that you'd suggest? Aditi?
0: So we use graphotherapy extensively. So a stroke is one stroke, right? We have like, similarly, we have 108 strokes, so every time I have to, yeah, I have to deal with twenty-seven different mind blocks and hundred and eight strokes. So when we look at mind blocks, so it's very mathematical. I, I every time I fall in love, and a stroke is one thing that I could just teach everybody, and yeah. it would not create any side effect. But most of them are associated with specific behavioral patterns. So only if you have these symptoms, you can use the stroke, and you can use these, you know, further strokes to change it. So I would say that that specific approach is helpful especially when you know that you're dealing with a a challenge. So when people cover their signatures, if you remove the cover, do you think you'll be okay? Now the problem is, yeah, the problem is when you have the cover, the cover is built to protect. Now thereby, why would you protect something that you are comfortable with? You would protect things that are hurtful. You protect things that you're ashamed of. You protect things that you're not comfortable in public. Thereby you created this subconscious idea of having the, the hood, the covering in your writing. Now when you remove it, before you remove it we have to deal with the wounds because if you just remove that it's like removing a band-aid when your wound is still you know still healing
3: so that's why a professional like you is very important to hold and support and make sure that you're throwing someone in the deep end without knowing that they're somewhat prepared for it
0: also with the graphology and graphotherapy people are not aware that this can help the people who otherwise work generally, you know, try to give something that they understand with great intent, but the psychological understanding is weak in the professional field that I am in. So thereby not understanding if I want to change, extrovert behavior what are the few steps i have to take before i reach that main problem it's crucial right if you want to put somebody through surgery you can't just get them on the table on your operation table without preparing their body for it now same thing happens with the mind and it is such a beautiful complex process i cannot you know I, i cannot begin to talk about it but because it is just the whole journey is is precise so if, if within 42 days, within three months, when we say we will work on this area, people look back, they look at themselves before they started the process and then they wonder, why was I worried about it? You know, right. what you experience with a stroke now, after you've done that one page, you're like, but why was I so worked up about it? Right. It feels like that, but truly not because there are so many other nuances there.
1: Yeah.
0: So let's take next 10 minutes for like an open conversation. So when you th- heard about graphology, what was like the funniest thing or like the most uh, weird question you had? Like, you know, does it really work? How does it work? How can it be? Po- whatever, whatever is your question. Oh, or, like, I, that I, I, I think
4: for me, it was uh, uh, like, everyone knows that there is such a thing as handwriting uh, analysis, you know, but I could not understand how it can be connected to anxiety, you know? So I, it, it, that yeah, was, I think the first thing idea. I Googled after watching the first live was, can you tell someone's mental health conditions through handwriting and i was like whoa okay this is interesting
0: nice
3: the, the, the first thing the first thing that uh, i remembered when when i decided to do this and it's there in my mind forever right uh, my dad and his brother's uncle both of them have lovely handwritings okay and then i always remember my dad he's he used to be a very short-tempered person he's kind of mellowed down right now but he's still that right so he used to tell me he would look at it and he'd say how horrible is your handwriting like how and you have sample now right i'm sure it was better <laughs> back then I'm, I'm gonna vouch for it in school it was a lot better than this <laughs> but he used to say it was horrible thank god he doesn't see it now but the 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 that sentence that came to my mind is people who have horrible handwritings are horrible people
0: oh
3: Something okay, body not-
0: shaming oh. handwriting is not allowed I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not <laughs>
3: no,
1: no, not, not you. Reading,
0: but that was
3: of course all of us believed up to me, right? Of
0: course. And I was like,
3: shoot. Now how and then all these years, this is just getting worse. Like I gave you my Cyrillic example, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think that was also one of the reasons because I felt like how I was then to where I'm now. It's pretty much like a gone case, right? There's there's no way this can turn around and. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, was, I would think that even if I attempt to get started, I don't think I'll ever get to a place where mine where will get as good as how my dad's handwriting is. Amongst all the things that I think I disagree with him, the only thing I can't disagree is the beauty of his handwriting. So, <laughs> so
0: I, I, have to, I have to tell you the story. So my father was an art director. So he went to JJ School of Art. His handwriting was impeccable impeccable as like he could like there are letters that we found from his school days and college days where you could just make a print of it and it would feel at his typography it was that precise and then I he had me as his daughter who was dyslexic and who struggled with writing so as a child I was punished the most for my handwriting so my joke is I'm still taking revenge <laughs> <laughs> to like the entire world is paying the price of my father's behavior that I got punished for writing. <laughs> I'm like, sub everybody has to write.
3: <laughs> I think I, I, I know exactly how you feel, or you probably know exactly how I
0: feel. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Malini, what was your
1: idea about graphology? Uh, as I told you, I had no idea about graphology, but I realized one thing. You know, Agiti, when I the initial days when I started writing the stroke. And then towards like maybe after 15 days, my stroke became so precise and they looked much more neater. Uh, right. Maybe, you know,
4: uh, initially like when you're writing the
1: day, you want to finish it towards the end your hand or and I, Okay, But then towards the end, like, uh, I didn't feel bored. I, in The strokes were very well formed. It looked very neat. And, uh, and my, my stroke would go from one end to the other. I mean, it, it would not really break up. It's something I could finish it one one line I could continue with that show. and it was really and coming to that handwriting what you're saying you know I studied in a convent school in a smaller place um, you know I was in Kota and I was my father was on a transferable job so I was studying so sister you know we all the by nuns they were very particular that handwriting should not should always be straight if it tilts mm-hmm. towards your uh, left. You, you're a characterless person person. Oh. You're right. Yeah. yeah, you know, so <laughs> Most of us were tilting on a writer. right book. So like, yeah, I, I remember Sister Sophie so very well for this telling, like, because I had okay-okay handwriting. Uh, and uh, right now also, I attend Vedanta classes, so we write our own notes about Vedanta and so on. So my sir will always say, write your note that tomorrow your children will cherish them. And I have the most horrible handwriting in my <laughs> house. My children have... <laughs> Of, impeccable. My husband's so clear. My daughter is an artist, so her handwriting is really nice. But mine is like, so she'll say, Mom, it's kind of Bhagavad Gita, wrote, <laughs> notes you're writing, you think they're good to read. So I make it a point like, okay, I'll buy nice bind books and I'll get a lot of effort and then redo it like because I really want my children to read those notes someday. You know? it's, it's so much of value. But I will never forget what my sister Sophie ever said. right good right no straight very good right okay left characterless so you're yeah. trying oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that. So no. I have to
0: add something here graphologically <laughs> the handwriting goes to the left that means you are an introvert and the world has all the great authors poets scientists <sighs> who all were introverts with writing to the left Thank God for their character- characterless behavior. <laughs>
1: we are all benefiting from I don't know why she said that. You know? No,
0: no, I know. This is like a belief. Selfish hoote hai log. Characterless hoote hai. They're only thinking uh, about so these are. The, I think this is how people understand introverts in general. So this is where it comes from, probably. Yeah,
2: when I... the What attracted me most was that it was an anxiety workshop. And I thought it would be nice to learn about graphology. But I think... Ex- I. Uh, focused more on getting rid of the anxiety and I uh, really believe that it helped me because doing the stroke so slowly even when you are doing it and watching it made me feel like now I just want to rest you know so uh, I I thought I would be learning to um, understand other people's writing but I think I'm just I wanted to be a wellness warrior. I think that's what I started calling myself after this workshop last year. I'm going to be a wellness warrior to help myself and those around me. I told my mother whose hands are not very steady. I told her I'm going to teach you the S-stroke. I told my maid who doesn't know what is S because she's from the village and didn't go to school even for one day. I said I'm going to teach at least one or two people. And of course, your friends, you'll introduce them to the workshop. I sent them links and things like that. But, uh, no, but yeah. I think the
0: fact that you took out time to teach it to your mother and to the, yeah. the house help, I think this is where we require that awareness because
2: because so they people... don't realize that that can actually make a difference when you do it slowly. I told her first, well, you just watch me doing it slowly. That will also relax you <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then you can do it yourself. <laughs>
0: So I call what, each participant who has been part of the journey or every commun- person who's part of our community, a wellness warrior, because when you claim your wellness, you become yeah. a reason for people around you to claim their wellness. Absolutely. And that's what we want, right? We can actually go and pay it forward whenever we are ready. But on a daily basis, when you are claiming wellness and when you are growing and you're not giving up on yourself, that by itself is inspirational and nothing can, you know, can be more valuable. Yes, Prabhupada, Absolutely. you're asking me something.
3: Right
0: I um thank you everybody for like you know taking out your like, taking out time oh, to teach so others It's for
2: us the whole it's so precious is for for like, us you know, imagine this... being with aditi how how lucky we are <laughs> i don't
4: think so
0: that, that's a big deal the bigger challenge i feel you know, every time i think about it i'm like around the world imagine there are so many people who are looking at anxiety from cognitive level they're like i have to resolve this issue in my mind and i have done it personally i'm like i have to think through this enough to get out on the other side to find a solution and then you have the body practice of s stroke and then you're suddenly like oh i don't have to put up this battle i can just walk into the zone feel calmer and then solutions come to me i am more available to solutions which wasn't the case when i'm trying when i was trying to cognitively figure it out so that for me is is i feel Will create a revolution in incoming years. That's just what I'm I'm committing to.
3: Yeah, especially uh, one of the folks that I put it down, uh, put down this information in my running group. Uh, I think they're in Netherlands also. Not sure who picked it up, but one of them uh, said they were so thankful that something like this exists because with the lockdown, they're not even able to step up right, to run, which is exercising indoors is there, but you can't run indoors, right? Some people have tried that and there have been really horrible results which have not been very pleasant for the mind and body. Uh So in order to compensate for that, at least to have some mental peace with the limited space, the physical space you have, I think that that's what that person just saw from the moment I put it out. And I said, this is just so easy. All you need is 30 minutes and just commit to it and do it at any point in the day. And I think that person immediately responded in like five minutes saying, thank you so much for sharing this. I just signed up. So for me, that was good because I I recognized uh, the diaspora of the people across that group in different places, who's going through different levels of anxiety because of lockdown and the physical restrictions more more than anything else. COVID's hit a lot of people now this time. Like I think every third person I've spoken to somewhere has been talking about being affected oh, by covid or yeah. having lost people to covid so, so when yes, someone terrible. picked it up right away i was like okay thank god now let me hope that like re- i'm really wishing that that person can then spread it further right that that connection that three-person connection or whatever we call it i'm, I'm I really i can't hoping.
0: tell you how grateful i am for this because I, like I'm, when I'm, you really see <laughs> this happening as see a the numbers
3: effect eventually based on I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you will put it out there saying this is how far it's reached and so of course, on of course we, re-
0: we really this time we're very careful eight. sorry yeah. sorry this time i'm sorry if i got excited but we are very careful about keeping the numbers making sure that we created this as a social experiment so that you know we can do it at a larger level so when people at a larger level will learn this and will yeah. understand at least get introduced you know just just to see the yeah, whole effect.
3: So the other question I had was around cursive or cal- not calligraphy, but cursive cursive writing. So can someone just pick up the cursive book and start changing the handwriting? And is that? Mm,
2: that's another question. Even I had. Yeah.
0: So cursive writing fundamentally has so many personality flaws. Okay. So all the people who studied in convent and you know like the beautiful. Yeah, my
3: father and uncle went to a convent, so I'm pretty so sure. Thereby,
0: their it. handwriting looks so nice, and you're like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the traits that it has most of the time have personality traits, which are more conformist related. So because they wanted to create a community or the society where everybody conformed mm. with one another. So they have great pleasant traits. They have great, you know, politically correct speaking traits, but today the world that we live in, we require people who are like Maverick and people Meditation. who are like really coming up with their original ideas. So I do not feel for the society that demands creativity and, you know, learnability at the, this space and claiming your own personality for whatever imperfect or flawed personality that you have. We are okay to live in that perfect, pleasant, polished kind of aura, which the, the so cursive writing it. is.
3: He, my dad's I'm a very sure? conformist. He's very orthodox. And he thinks I'm a maverick.
4: So yeah <laughs> I'm so fascinated that you've said this because uh, I remember that even uh, I, I mean of course they teach you handwriting at the very beginning of school right they were in, in a convent school oh. they're really urging you to get into cursive writing but both my sister and I were never able to really keep it neat you know and so we've always stuck to these distinct letters like our alphabets are so it's the normal writing you know and I remember in the eighth grade one of um, my my sister's class teacher made her get a red and blue line book to practice handwriting in the eighth grade because she just wanted her to write cursive, cursive. writing, you know. So, of course, we never yeah. got a hang of it even then, like it just didn't work out for us. So. And that's we, mainly
1: because you do cursive? No, no, we, we teach cursive and in our in English we, are, we got those books for the children to write in that particular manner, you know, because they're not able to write. But this is something I would do like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we thought that's the best way. Yes, we teach them. We get books, especially the Red and Blue Lines. Yes, we are teaching them and you are writing pages and pages and pages of it. <laughs> I know, so, I
0: know. So that I think that awareness. But the problem is the other way people ask me questions. Can we create another, if not cursive, can we create another script? Which is, you know, in personality traits would be better for kids to pick it up. Now, my, I feel the whole struggle is about non-standardizing. So if you standardize something else, it is another problem because the whole idea is every child is different, right? So we, I, I think I'm going to get into the space of working with teenagers where you have already done the beginning. The self-development is done, but still there is some awareness about There's your own style, for room for it. But I'm so happy uh, that Faye and her sister did not given to the cursive writing because otherwise the creative profession and the the other choices that you have made in your life with intuition and disorganized chaotic behavior which is also a strength by the way not every chaotic behavior is is bad or poor because it is not organized people don't know how to look at it but it has its own strength that you can really pick a, a needle from the hay b- without knowing where exactly it is because that's the capacity with which my, the mind functions so I think in short, we got to like really, really own ourselves, no matter yeah. how, how it turns out for other people
2: no matter and, that matter. One and show up yeah. every day, every day. I have a question, Aditi, yes, when we are doing the journaling and uh, uh, there are traits about us when we work on it, when, when we get our solutions, does the handwriting change? Your handwriting
0: is changing every single day. There are three parts to writing. One is permanent, which do not change mm. most of the time. Another yeah. changes every five yeah. to six years, and other changes every single day. So okay. when you break handwriting in that that okay. level, okay. you understand. Oh, okay, I'm changing yeah, now. Yeah. If your journaling is causing yeah. fundamental changes, like you know, we we ask questions where I question mm. your perspective. If like for twenty years you've done something in a particular okay. style, and I question it now, mm. that is cognitive. That wouldn't that mm. might not reach the actual behavior mm. immediately, but at least it has created a doubt for you to relook at it. Correct. If yep. the new perspective is practiced in your day-to-day okay. activity enough, then it will affect your handwriting. If mm. it does not affect it and you're still figuring it, it out, it won't show in the writing. So writing also picks up your true it behavior. Okay. It doesn't pick up your thoughts mm-hmm. in terms of, oh, I would like to do so it. So amazing. It yeah. You know it is amazing it and is. thereby, you know, and it's, it's you do it's not even so know amazing. which traits will actually talk about which behavior. Even I do not know in terms of when I start writing, I, though I know it cognitively otherwise, but when I'm in the writing zone, I forget about it. So if I have to really evaluate myself, I write things without thinking much. And then I you know, analyze the writing after two days so that I get to see objectively what was going on in my mind two days back, because otherwise you always have your story that you remain stuck with. So
1: I have one question. Yes. This connected with Rekha's question that, in suppose we start doing our graphology every day and I'll, like I'm saying I could see the change. So you mean I still have room to improve my handwriting? It'll, it, will it change? It'll be much more neater or I won't say impact. Will it? I mean, will it change my handwriting?
0: So Malini, that is never my objective to change your handwriting. Mm. My objective is to change your personality. Personality. So your writing may go from the beautiful flow like a cursive writing to like not that beautiful looking writing but what I can guarantee is it will lead to better mental frame of mind Mm -hmm. where you can really connect with yourself and thereby you know utilize all your strengths so appearance wise very little I speak about writing the main work is through these different traits so for example when I say 108 strokes we have these are different words so, words where I combine self-esteem with listening skills with your fear of rejection. But when I combine all of them and fire them together, it creates a different impact. So that is the game. So when you take traits together, so it's all about the traits and not the appearance at all. So I like it's like diet that helps you be healthy, looks improve benefit. <laughs> <laughs> But Malini, definitely let's talk about it. If we can do something for these kids, I am more yes, than happy me. to be part of it and I would love to definitely look at I it. I
1: hope the schools open soon and uh, surely we would love to have people like you to come there and cycle you now. It's such a different I mean. For us, it was something new. None of us have heard about this. So for them, it
0: must be like, wow, I know. And and the whole thing is between age group of five to 85, 90, anybody can practice it to see the same shift. I'm still figuring out other strokes that can do it, like a stroke, but I haven't come across something that I can guarantee that anybody can practice and see the same result the way Kama Sutra stroke can do. So I think that's a gift. I, I absolutely look at it as a gift. And I've used this for 17 years. It's not a new thing I'm doing. So I've used it, but never saw the exact correlation with anxiety the way I saw in the last three, four years. So I think that is the, the next revelation point here. So thank you so much for being part of this episode. I cannot tell you how happy I am. I'm repeating this slide over and over again. But really, I'm like, you know, generally I have words to articulate exactly how I feel. But today, this is uh, the experience because when I was doing Instagram lives, I've been talking to everybody, but I didn't know who I was talking to. So the the whole idea is you you have a question, you constantly keep doing a reading, thinking, and then you just stand there and you deliver everything that comes to your mind in that moment. But having faces and hearing stories and knowing how all of those days or every single conversation has impacted all of you is is a wonderful journey. Sure, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to you. And Thank you. you. Thank Thank
2: you. So I'm much. looking forward to finishing my 21 yeah. this um, this year and doing it again. Yes. And, then- and, and I'm
0: looking forward to your new experiences with it. This was really interesting to see how the s practice, the Kama Sutra practice is creating this phenomenal impact. On, on, on people around the world. And every time you receive a story, we, we hear from someone, it is, it is melting. If you are a listener or a viewer, and if you have a story of your transformation through Kama Sutra Stroke, please share it because your stories is the only way we understand what impact the work is creating. So please share it. If you want to be part of the workshop, it is still on. You can enroll and you'll start receiving emails. The link is aditysarana.com slash lockdown21. Thank you so much for being part of this show. The next episode is on Friday where I will be talking about one more issue and the journaling process. Let's see you on Friday. Let's connect then. Till then, happy writing.